Welcome to another episode of the Texas Hemp Show. I'm your host this week, Jesse Williams of Texas Cannabis Collective. Coleman Hemphill cannot join us this week. Russell is still recovering from his minor surgery that he's had. He's still he's still having some talking things going on, if you like to say, but he's getting better at it. Yes, he's getting better. He's slowly regaining proper speech ability. It's difficult. You get you kind of train your mouth to, to know where your teeth are at when you're talking. So it can become a little bit complicated if where your teeth are at kind of changes on you, especially the length of your teeth. But Russell's doing great. It's great to know that he's doing good. We had bills that went through over to the Senate. They're still waiting on committee assignment from Lieutenant Governor. House Bill 1535, which is the medical expansion for the Texas Compassionate Use Program. House Bill 441 by Aaron Zviner, which is a penalty reduction bill. No arrest, deferred adjudication type program. One ounce, I believe it'll be a Class C misdemeanor, $500 fine. We're also looking at Joe Moody's bill, I believe it's House Bill 2593. That was concentrates. Two ounces of concentrates would be a Class B misdemeanor, which is a pretty good step considering that right now they are state jail felonies. And yeah, you don't want to you don't want to have a state jail felony for that. It's not a it's not a good idea. Not something you really want. So what else is going on in the news this week? We're still actually waiting on. I wish we could get. Stephen Totes bill, House Bill 99, to go over to the House floor for a debate. That and Representative White's bill, which I believe is House Bill 2372. Just we have all these balls rolling at the same time. I think that's the, it's a really good way of doing it. You roll a bunch of balls, whichever hits the target first, great. You've got to step forward. You've made some improvement. Let's see here. We've This week, we'll have calling in in a little bit. Dan, taxationist theft bearman. He is the owner, CEO of Nug of Knowledge. We had an ad in our recent edition, the last month where we had Sweet Sensi on the cover. He had his ad, Get Elevated, Terpene Rich, CBD Hemp Flower, and THC Delta 8 cartridges. Only the highest quality indoor grown without chemicals. Ships to all 50 states. He actually has a code in here that says 10% off your first order with code Texas Hemp at nugofknowledge.com. We'll have him joining us here in a little bit. First, we're going to check in on Russell. We're going to make sure this guy's okay. Hey, it's it's Calls with the Boss Man segment. How are you doing, Boss Man? Hey, what's going on? Are we on? We are on. Oh, right on. Well, it's good to be back on the Texas Hemp Show. I am glad you're calling me here from... Uh, the, uh, my office to my home, I'm burning fish for dinner for my wife. So I'm, uh, we don't burn fish uh, in Texas, Russell. We blacken it. Uh, oh, that's what, then I did a very nice blacken, uh, of my, uh, tilapia tacos that I'm making for, for dinner here, uh, at my home. But, uh, no, thanks for, for calling me, Jesse, you and Coleman have been doing a really great job. I, my kudos to, to both of you, um, uh, uh, really paid off. I got to tell you guys, when you start a show and you reach out to a fellow colleague in the in the genre that you're doing your show in, in this case, it was me reaching out to Jesse Williams. Uh, 
at the Texas Cannabis Collective. I'd been reading Jesse's articles and uh, I'd been doing the, pub- the publishing the hemp reporter for, I don't know, two or three issues. It helps when you get your co-host. It has an audio engineering uh, background in college because I had no clue that uh, that you would be, you know, taking taking the reins. I'm out on some dental work that I've been doing. You guys have been making fun of me. Um, uh, you know, it's been great uh, being away from y'all. But uh, no, it really has helped, Jesse. The fact that you've got this background in audio production doesn't really come easy, I'd say. But it's a practice. And I had to get used to doing this again. It had been some time before I'd really touched any sort of board. And we really don't have a board. It's this little gizmo. This is a good term yeah, to call gi- it. Our gizmo is uh, we use for the audio right now, the the, the little PodTrack P4. Um, but we've come a long way since, uh, you know, when we started off over there at uh, uh, Flight Path Studios. Or what was that called over there? Do you remember? What was that uh, called? Uh, terminal Studios? So yeah, t- terminal studios over there by the airport here in Austin. And um, I don't really uh, think you should name any project terminal anything. <laughs> Probably not. We uh, we did about four or five shows over there, but but with my background in radio and in your background, you you and I kind of thought, well, hey, let's just do this at the office, and I'm sure we can figure this out. And and so that's what we did. And. What, what podcast is this now, Jesse? I'm lost track since I haven't been there in a couple of weeks. Is this uh, podcast 27? I, say, I believe this is 27. 27. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm having a beer at home and making dinner, and uh, I'll be probably coming back in. I mean, do I, I sound a little more like myself. I've got uh, kind of a, a new grill, as if they say, in the, the dental world. I've got a new did a smile makeover, and so I'm, I'm, I'm learning to talk all over again or get used to talking. So uh, I'm talking with less and less of a lisp. I, I don't sound like um, Harry Feinstein anymore. <laughs> Okay. Like two weeks ago, I was calling you. How are you doing? You're like, super. I'm doing super. Super, super phallogistic. I'm just fantastic, guys. I'm super. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, no, my gums are sw- are going down, and I'm starting to get to sounding like my normal self. So I decided this week I'll call in, uh, even though you're down the road there at the office. But, uh, um no, you guys did great. Great show last week with uh, Restart CBD. Uh, Miss Tarabi is fantastic. I thought she was very informative and just a great, great podcast. Um, and so you just the banter between you and Coleman and then her is just very informative. So I thought last week's show was just great. Uh, the week before it was the two of you and you and Coleman, uh, just yourselves kind of updating everybody on all of these house resolutions and which ones went to calendar committee and, um, so just really great job on, on you guys, uh, you know, managing the, the helm over there, uh, uh, without me. Well, I appreciate that. Well, what do we got going on? What's kind of new with, what, what have we, um, I was going to tell you, I hadn't told you yet, but I, I just got a, uh, I just got a, uh, approval for my media pass down there at the state Capitol. So we, we got approved for this next last push procession so the hemp reporter will be able to have access down there but uh i just wanted to make you make you aware of that and awesome. uh, we got a guest we got a guest coming up right yes we have dan taxationist theft bearman oh yes yes my friend dan is calling in that's right from 
across the border, I think, is where he's calling in from this week. But uh, good good stuff. It's the Texas Hymn Show. You'll be back with Jesse, your, your host. And I'm just riding shotgun. It's the Texas Hymn Show. We'll be back after this break. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, Back to the show with your host, Russell Doughton. Hey, Joe. Where you going with that gun of yours? Hey. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. Your lead host for the day, Jesse Williams. I got Russell Dowden on the line with me, as well as, here in a moment, we have Dan, taxationist theft bearman, joining us. How are you doing, Russell? How was that commercial break? How's oh, that, that was fine. That was fine. I was able to uh, go add a little lime and salt in my beer. <laughs> Uh, good job on everything over there, and uh, and let's welcome in Dan. Uh, uh, Dan runs uh, also 
the uh, nug of knowledge. The uh, Chirpy Rich, uh, Rich CBD Empire and Delta PC Delta Cartridges, Elevated Green and Healthy, stay motivated. Uh, Dan's also an old friend of ours. And uh, I guess welcome to the Texas Hemp Show, Dan. How the heck are you, my friend? How, uh, can we say you're south of the border? Is that uh, okay? Yeah. Uh, uh, Dan calling in this week on the Texas Hemp Show from the very lovely Cancun, I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I actually just took a little walk on the beach before uh, I got on this call. Um, well, well, this is a great show, Jesse. Uh, I've got a beer in my hand, and he's uh, walking on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> if only in Wilco, like a I could, commercial. If only in Wilco, I could participate in more extraneous activities. But as they say, Hayes, <laughs> hang them high. Wilco, hang them low. And Travis, let them go. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, hey Dan, how how you doing, man? I I uh, appreciate you coming in this week. Uh, you you know you called um, a, about a month and a half ago. Jesse Dan called me and said, "Hey Russell, I'm ready. Uh, I'm going to be on at five six o'clock tonight, right?" I go, Dan, uh, <laughs> that's May fifth, not uh, April fifth. <laughs> oh, okay. I still got some time. Yeah, I had the fifth right. You did have the fifth right. It was you're, you're here. <laughs> hey, no, hey, I get it, guys. You're 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 down there in uh, Cancun near the beach. I'm having a beer. It's it's Cinco de Mayo. That's what it is. Uh, no intention on no intention on our part, but uh, uh, I'm just at home down the road from the studio, uh, re, uh, healing up from some dental work, Dan, and uh, so I'm just calling in, and I was just making some fish and and. Uh, and having a, a Lone Star Light with salt and lime. <laughs> but uh, happy Cinco de Mayo, guys. Welcome to the Hemp Show. So Awesome. So, Dan, tell us tell us about Nug of Knowledge. Yeah, so, um, uh, man, it's it's kind of like um, it's bringing back memories. So back in the day, I used to, I used to sell weed. Um, and uh, <laughs> now I'm kind of like, you know, back when it was illegal. Um, and uh, now, now that it's all legal and there's actually like you know some other like um some other interesting products out there like the whole market you know with with um uh with the legal hemp um with with the less uh, less than 0.3 percent thc um with cbd there's you know so many awesome products out there and then of course now with the um with the delta eight um there's so many amazing things going on that uh, a couple of my friends kind of convinced me to get back into this market um, and especially because I'm I'm becoming like this crazy political activist, um, I you know I wanted to figure out a way that I could tie this into it. So um, it wasn't just about creating a brand to sell weed. Now it's um, it's it's you know I want to be able to fight for further legalization, uh, decriminalization, lower taxes, and everything else um, uh, as it relates to this. So you know as we're as we're you know selling our weed we're actually using that money to support organizations that are fighting for uh full legalization um and uh you know we we want to see everybody who's been a victim of the drug war released from prison um you know anybody who's who's been spending time in jail for you know what's not even a, in our eyes not even a crime um you know we want to see you know not just it legalized we want to see all the damage that the drug war has done to be reversed I'm going to read this excerpt you have on your website, nugofknowledge.com. We fight for your rights. Proceeds from every sale go to help our partner organizations 
fight to end the drug war and reform criminal justice. Even now that cannabis is legal in some states, profiteers are fighting to keep monopolies on cannabis production and distribution with high taxes and licensing fees, and people are still going to jail for confusing possession laws. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Do you have uh, organizations specifically? I know we have uh, run articles about um, the the Lost Prisoner Project has been featured um, in the magazine a few times over the last few months. We've had a couple of stories there where where we've mentioned them. They were also profiled at the Taste of Texas Hemp Cup uh, last December. Um, do you have, uh, can you name any of the organizations that Nug of Knowledge supports, Dan? Yes, absolutely. So there's a few organizations um, that I've supported personally, and, and so this is kind of where we're getting our start, um, and that's uh, that's normal. Um, there's the Free Thought Project, which is, which is like really kind of a, a really um, truthful journalism project. These are the guys who have been reporting on police misconduct for like the, the past decade when most of the media was ignoring a lot of this. Um, and then there's the Innocence Project, who helps get a lot of people out of prison who have been incarcerated wrongfully, um, not specifically for weed, but just because of a corrupt um, uh, criminal justice system that we have. Um, but I'm also uh, working with a, a new organization called End the Drug War Now, um, endthedrugwarnow.org. And what, uh, what they're doing there is they're building a coalition between all these other organizations um, really to kind of um, shift the culture a little bit into understanding that you know, it's not even so much about, um, you know, all the health benefits, the medicinal benefits of cannabis anymore. It's really about saying, you know, hey, this is a human right. Even if the only thing that comes from from this plant is the ability to get high, if that's what I want to do with my life and I'm not harming anybody else, that is a human right. And then when you further add the, the fact that there are medicinal benefits to it, any, any restriction or taxes are, are, are infringing on that right. Nice. Yeah, the, the way I had it presented, speaking in, in that way, my father-in-law is a police officer. He's a precinct captain in Puerto Rico. And he literally said the way we fix this problem and we end this, this nonsense is that we, we treat this like we would any other grocery, any other produce item in the store. Treat like squash, cucumbers, tomatoes. You can't have these excess taxes on this to where it, literally it just drives people to a black market. And he even points out that there they have legal dispensaries that when people rob the dispensary, they don't rob it for the money inside. They rob it for the flour. And then they go sell the flour on the street for a way cheaper price. And you can't wow. afford to and you can't afford to get security because that means raising the price of the cannabis you're selling medicinally, which means you lose even more money. And your street vendors make even bigger buck because it drives more people to them. And what you fix that is you say, let's just make this produce, regulate it the same way you regulate tomatoes, and move on with life. Well, Dan, Dan, you, um, you, you, and I have a history of knowing each other through a mutual friend, Jamie Belasia, the DWI dude, and, and DrugDude.com. Um, uh, I know. Are you familiar with? Um, uh, one of my guests that's going to be on the program is none other than on June 9th, filmmaker Kevin Booth will be joining the the podcast with Jesse and Coleman and I. And of course, he did the American Drug War film a few years ago in 2006 and then followed that up with uh, How Weed Won the West in 2008. Are you familiar with Kevin? 
Yeah, I, I think I saw. Um, I think I saw both of those documentaries. Yeah, they were back in the. Uh, you know, Kevin's an old friend of uh, ours through Austin Public Access Television. He was best friends with um, Bill Hicks, the comedian from Houston, where Bill, where where Bill and Kevin grew up as best friends. And Kevin was kind of an older guy than Alex Jones and myself, but we were all producers over there at Public Access Television in the 2000s and Kevin was there in the late nineties. And I got to know Kevin kind of through Alex and some of that, my con uh, connections there, but he's going to be on the program in the coming weeks. And uh, you're just speaking about this drug war as we, we've, we've been losing this drug war from 50 years now, uh, Dan, um, can you speak to the drug war a little and, and, and how your, your, your political activism kind of carries into that space? Uh, uh, politically, you're, you're always kind of uh, uh, talking about the drug war or taxation without representation. And, and some of your can you speak to some of your political motivation yeah. for for the for that as well? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, we see a lot of stuff on on social media like we see you know the police beating someone up and we look at this and we're like oh my god that's horrible we have to do something about this and of course this has turned into like massive riots over the past couple of years um and you know it's for a lot of people they have a high threshold um and i think that's you know because we watch a lot of these police movies where we see police all the time right it's been normalized police breaking and entering um without a warrant but it's okay because they're trying to catch the drug kingpin and, and there's machine guns everywhere and, and you know they're they're really bad people um, the reality is that's kind of normalized it for us. And so now we have this really high threshold. And when we see these videos on yeah. social media, these body cams and everything, it takes a lot for us to get really like to the point where we want to get involved. But for me, like I see a lot of even the smaller things and I'm like, this, this isn't right. This can't go on. This is supposed to be a free country. And here we have people who have sure they might've violated some of the laws, but those laws were put in place um and just the fact that those laws exist violated people's rights and the people who are who are being um persecuted for these things are they're not committing any crimes they're not harming anybody they're not they're not causing anybody any negative effects in their lives except for their own uh, sometimes sometimes not even their own um and, and this is just like this is a violation of hu basic human rights to me um so yeah. you know even the smallest things that i see i'm like we got to do something about this we can't allow this to go on yeah, we've been desensitized in many ways as uh, citizens to uh, simply accept, accept um, the totalitarianism of, of, of police, the police state. Um, I mean, I, I can't believe I sound like Alex now saying that to you, but it's it's really prevalent more than ever with, you know, and, and you know, you've got the Black Lives Movement and then you've got um, the, the victimization, you know, sad as it is with the rise of, of police on black, but there's there, I think it's always been there for no matter what race, it's just happening with more frequency. The media um, tends to upplay the, the, the cop on black violence more than any other race, but we are a bit of desensitized to all of that more than ever. Oh, just, just look at shows like the shield. The shield is an entire show dedicated to these are corrupt cops. They do corrupt things. And it's okay because, well, the bad guy, the evil, super duper evil bad guy, 
well, he's going to have the snot beat out of him, and that's what you want to see. And it's okay because that's what they are. And the reality is it's it's not okay. Well, the other day, guys, I, I'll, I'll not let you speak to this too, Dan, but the other day I just had to just share this with you because the, I was watching a YouTube video like this about the police, uh, uh, you know, live PD or something. But there was a case where the guy disarmed – a guy came up with a gun, Jesse, and uh, came after two guys and their girlfriends after asking him for a cigarette. Uh, and then the guy disarmed the guy as he brought the gun up. And this guy was a former veteran like yourself that just disarmed the assailant but and then called the police. But the police then arrested the, the veteran who disarmed the assailant uh, for, 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 I guess, hitting him upside his head with his own gun, uh, which he no God, doubt deserved. Wow. But, but have you guys heard of this case? I mean, that one was one I saw just yesterday. No, I don't think um, I've heard of that, and it, it sounds yeah. it sounds almost similar to things that like we heard out of Florida, where we they have stand your ground laws, which isn't so much of a bad thing, except for when you have one guy who uses it, and they're like, fine, and then you have a lady who fires a warning shot, and they go, nope, we can't have that. You need some prison time for that. And it's like, are we are we serious about this right now? Well, Dan, uh, what uh, what have you got going on for you politically? I know I have gotten some emails from you about uh, running for your uh, running for office. Uh, uh, what uh, what's got your political uh, nerve going these days? Yeah, so uh, so right now I'm I'm uh, building up a campaign to run for governor of Texas. Um, of course, it looks like Matthew McConaughey is going to be entering the race against me. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, and I think uh, I think Greg Abbott's probably going to uh, be in the race again as well. Um, but you know, some of the issues that I'm really trying to focus in on are, you know, of, of course, uh, legalizing cannabis. But there's also so many healthcare rights. Um, you know, one thing I've been doing um, recently is is bringing in illegally smuggling me- um, uh, insulin from Mexico um, into Texas to sell it to diabetics who can't afford it. And, and, you know, Bernie Sanders has even spoke about this a lot. You know, he complains that, you know, he, that, that the prices are too high. Mexico and Canada sells the same insulin for $12 that Americans are paying a hundred dollars for. And there's no reason for this other than you have restrictive um, laws and taxes in, in the United States that are forcing those prices up. And, we have a lot of politicians who have been, you know, oh, we're going to reform the healthcare system. We're going to get, you know, Affordable Care Act. We're going to put price caps and everything else. But the real, the reality is, none of that stuff is even necessary. If you remove the regulations that are allowing these companies to jack up their prices, they will fall. Um, I mean, they they say it's the greedy corporations, but the corporations in Mexico and Canada are just as greedy as the ones in America. There's nothing special. It's not like those people are like, oh, we want to really help people. They're just as greedy in those other countries. In fact, the the, the manufacturer that sells in these three different countries um, is in Germany. So so you're importing the same drug to all three of these countries, and the United States is the only one where it costs a hundred dollars. There's nothing well, else just, you can blame other than the laws. Are, 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 are Americans just more greedy than Canadians and Mexicans? <laughs> right? No, it's it's <laughs> literally there are laws in place. Um, that you know that restrict they they prevent um, uh, they prevent certain manufacturers from selling drugs for too low because they want American companies to to protect their monopolies. Um, th- yeah. There's just so many restrictions, and insulin is only one example I use because you know there's there's thir- 34 million diabetics in the United States, which is which is about 10 percent of the entire country. But the reality is there's so many other drugs 
that you know you can afford in other countries they're so inexpensive but in the united states it's the same thing the prices are just driven up by this this artificial um this, this artificially priced system that we have there's no competition um, there's no competition system in place at all especially even with our own government programs like our medicare program can't even collectively bargain for these prices so the taxpayers are getting robbed as well with that right and a lot of people kind of miss it because they're like well, oh but i have insurance especially if they have obamacare but your monthly premiums are being jacked up because the insurance company, they're not going to lose money. They still have to pay for all these medications. Like imagine if the hundreds of billions of dollars that, that we're um, spending on, on medication in the United States could be cut by 88%. Like that would do a lot of good for a yeah. lot of people. Wow. It's just, uh, that's, that's a, you know, we're a little off topic for normal for a hip show this week, but we're getting kind of political talking about the drug war. Um, and, uh, our, our guest Dan Berman there of the nug of knowledge, but Dan's also a gubernatorial candidate going up against Mr. McConaughey and, and, uh, and our current governor, uh, Greg Abbott. I'm wondering if our, um, uh, Sid Miller would run for, for, for gubernatorial position after having a run here as the Texas Department of Ag uh, chair. He said himself will be on the show in a few weeks as well, but uh, um, have you heard if he's going to run? I haven't. No. Well, well, good luck with that. We will talk a little more with our guest on the other side. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be right back with some more nugs of knowledge. is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA doing, firm Jesse? with offices across the Southeast <laughs> and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250-plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab.
You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. Your host, Jesse Williams. Got Dan, taxation is theft, Behrman, on the line with us today. And Russell Downen from his home. How'd you like that commercial break? That was awesome. How you doing, Russell? That was a good segue there with uh, uh, that music. Uh, uh, you're enjoying this, man. You're, you're doing pretty good. I, I like I like host co-hosting from home with a beer in my hand, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> This ain't a bad deal. I, I I can I can keep doing this. I don't know how long Jesse and Coleman will let me get away with doing these from home with, on a on a Cinco de Mayo with some blackened fish and a, and a cold beer. But uh, uh, no, uh, a great show, guys. Uh, talking with uh, Dan, uh, whose product is um, Nug of Knowledge. Uh, Dan, you've been advertising in the magazine with us for uh, uh, the last two issues. Our, our the new issue comes out tomorrow. Uh, for our May issue, um, I've got a booth at an upcoming event called the Lucky Leaf Expo here at the Austin Convention Center on the 14th and 15th of May. Any any chance you coming up to this convention here in Austin, Dan, in mid mid month? Yeah, that's actually a possibility. If I can't make it, I, I can probably send somebody out there um, with some of our swag and some of our samples. Actually, um, that would be awesome. Yeah, I got some of your swag in the mail. I'll be honest, I haven't uh I'm not a Delta 8 guy, so I don't have the cartridge. Uh you sent me a cartridge, but I don't have the thing that the cartridge goes in. Uh <laughs> the battery. Sure. All right, I'll, I'll have to get you one of those. Um, <laughs> I'm a little I may be a little behind the times on the Delta 8 stuff, but I I still use a zigzag paper. <laughs> nice. Uh, but uh, we would love to see you, Dan. Uh, you and I have, uh, you know, gosh, had a, a long history there with with Jamie. I mean, we'd we'd go over to see Jamie and Masai, have dinner with them in San Antonio. I know, uh, God, one year you and I went to a uh, some buddies of yours were playing in a band in San Antonio. I think we went and checked the show out. So um, very cool that uh, you reached out to me after recognizing that I was in the this hip. Uh, space now as a magazine publisher and it was really cool to learn that you were you were delving into this um no no stranger for you is politically to be involved in anything but 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 jumping in on the uh delta uh terpene rich you know cbd and hemp flower delta eight all of that uh that was new for me i didn't know you were jumping in on that space yeah it's um it's been really awesome stuff and it'll definitely be awesome to hang out with you again um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is great stuff. I mean, people are trying the Delta eight. I tried the Delta eight. I actually have, I've been, I've been, um, I, 
because I'm, I'm kind of a lightweight, right? So I've been using the, since California legalized, um, uh, you know, full recreational, I actually had, uh, one of the, one of the, you know, cartridges that it's just a little capsule you put on a battery, um, and you smoke it. And like, I'm, I'm such a lightweight. I had, I had a one gram, um, capsule that like I lasted me for like a year. Um, and then of course my friend from out of town came and it was still like half full and he emptied it out in like a day. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I've been, I've been like, now that I have the Delta eight, I've actually been, been smoking my own stuff. And it's like, I keep forgetting I'm not smoking regular weed. Um, this is like, it, it's really interesting because it's, it's legal as of now. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's legal in all 50 States and it's like, it, it's a really great substitute for, um, you know, the stuff that, 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 you know, we can't have because we're afraid of getting locked up in a cage. Um, it's really, um, it's really an amazing new, new, uh, creation. Well, Dan, I got to ask you, man, you know, when I went up to NOCO in Denver, uh, you know, Jesse and I went into, uh, uh, um, uh, I, I browsed around. Jesse and I were together. I bought some things over there, and I bought myself some uh, Willie's Reserved American-grown cannabis while I was in one of those stores near the hotel. And I, I never really got to even smoke any of it because I just never got uh, around to it. And I, I just, um, but I'm I'm a lightweight too nowadays. Um, you know, I grew up like you in the '90s selling, uh, you know. $25 bags of Mexican weed, you know, I, I would, I like, you know, a lot of guys, I did that in the nineties and, and subsidized my pot habit by selling, you know, uh, I figured out I only need to sell 12 bags and the four bags that I got are free, you know, or whatever. Right. <laughs> However, it was. But, but, uh, you know, I haven't smoked enough of this, uh, Delta eight, uh, Jesse, you can comment on this or Dan, but I, I, I find that I had to buy, the very smaller, uh, uh, less potent r- version of the Willie's Reserve, even didn't even get to smoke any of it. Um, um, so maybe this is something I should be trying because if it's a little lighter and, and I'm just the kids, the stuff that my kids have today and my nephews, you know, they just the stuff that's out there today coming from Colorado and California, it's just really potent. And I, I, I don't want to be that damn high, honestly, you know, and, uh, well, maybe I should try this uh, this uh, Delta Eight. I haven't ever tried it. I think this is there's there's an interesting point to be made here too. Because I mean, you know, when I was younger, when we would go to parties, we would you know we would drink one fifty one and like all the hard rum and everything. Like, how messed up can we get? Um, and and I think like a lot of people are doing that now when they're experimenting with weed and they're just like, yeah, this is the best stuff. I want to get as stoned as I can. Um, but I think there's an important like. Um, uh, something to recognize here. And that's like, there is like, even though cannabis is like a, a very, um, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a very dangerous drug. It is still something that can be abused, but it's, it's something that, you know, just like people drink, you know, a beer or two after work or a glass of wine, something like that. Um, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, such a destructive problem. And the same thing really goes for cannabis. Like a lot of people, we, we have this, like, um, this, this, um, a stigma of, of stoners being burnouts and not getting anything done. But the reality is no matter how potent, potent it is, even if you consume just a little bit, um, you know, and that, that's kind of how I am. I consume just a little bit just to kind of get a little bit lifted. Um, and it actually gets me to be more productive. And of course, you know, figure out which strains work the best for you. Um, 
but it, it's, you know, this, uh, this is how I like to use it. And it's not like getting into like, you know, the couch potato stoner state and like, you know, where's the munchies. Um, but it's, it's really like, it really does help me become more creative and productive. And I think that's, that's a huge benefit to it. So I think there's, you know, even, even though it's becoming legal, um, we should still kind of like create a culture where we can say like, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a right way to use it and there's an abusive way to use it. And we need to kind of, kind of see that distinction. Oh, definitely. Then there's like what some people are calling it, the dad high that pretty much you're using enough <laughs> and the right potency that you you can function and you, you're, mo- you're not, I want to say beyond motivated. You should be motivated to do the proper things without this, but it's like, Hey, I've got to pick somebody up at the airport and I got to take the kids to school and I want to get things done around the house and there's a way of doing it. And it's not this abusive way. And it's funny that you bring that up, Dan, because I was telling Coleman Hempel today over the phone that one of the things that probably hurts us at the Capitol, and we're so lucky it hasn't really happened this session, is the people who show up and they can't even have enough responsibility to dress appropriately. And it shows the legislators is like they see these people and they go, if I can't trust you to be responsible enough to dress up properly, how am I going to trust you to be responsible enough to not abuse this and go out essentially drunk driving? Right. I mean, I, I've kind of got my own opi- uh, opinions on attire, but uh, <laughs> um, I, I ran I ran for president with a big yellow hat on my head, um, and and I've been to court plenty of times where you know they would they would um, insist that I was disrespecting the court because of the because I was there in sandals and shorts instead of you know suit and tie. But it's like you know I but I totally get what you're saying too at the same time. Um, but you know I think like. One of the reasons why I kind of objective, objectively um, fight on those types of issues is like it shouldn't matter what we look like. But I, you know, I oh, agree, totally agree where you're coming from. Where like, okay, we're we're asking for someone to do something. Let's show a little bit of respect for him. Um, so you know, there's, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of um, of good points there. Yeah, I never I never recognized that point. Like Jesse and my colleagues in hemp have said. Yeah, Russell, when you come down, make sure you wear your suit or wear a, you know, I don't know that I own a suit, but I have some sports jackets and, and boots and, and slacks. I can I can dress up. But, Jesse, I, it didn't really occur to me, like, yeah, it's being respectful to the lawmakers. Like, hey, don't show up in your stoner jeans and your stoner uh, Tommy Chong shirts and your, you know, you, you want to respect the, the lawmakers and this the, the institution itself. And so I, I guess it just – I didn't think about that when – uh, I can't, you know, all you guys are showing up down there dressed with suits and, but that's what you were telling me is basically respect the institution so that our lawmakers respect us and, and, and our political motivation for this. Well, I had a, a, there was a veteran I was speaking to who's working on the psychedelic side as well out in South Carolina, um, dealing with the VA. And he was talking about when they held session in South Carolina, these advocacy groups were put out to the college that's like right next to the Capitol building. They say, Hey, won't you show up and support? Well, the people who show up, show up in jorts and tie dye shirts with dreadlocks and the police, all they have to do is point and go, look, that's who wants this. These are the people yeah. that want this and support this. Are you right. sure this is what you want to do? Yeah. 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 And it kind of gives a stigma stigmatizes, you know, the, the movement for it. And so, um, I, I kind of, while I shared Dan's opinion about, you know, running 
running for president in sandals and sandals and a big ten gallon hat. At the same time, I, I, now I understand what you were you guys were saying. Show up down there with a, you know, at least a sports coat or something. You I know, you in, in and of itself, there's really nothing wrong with wearing the attire that Dan spoke of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's absolutely. It's like there's a there's a time and a place. It's a different type of protest for a different issue and there's a time exactly. and a place for it. Well, very cool. Um what else uh, is, is there a website Dan that you have to tell people to visit or get involved in for your political aspirations and and the gubernatorial run? Is there something set up for that yet? Yeah, absolutely. So you can head over to danforfreedom.com. Um, that's my campaign website. If you're interested in helping out, um, if you want to volunteer, um, if you want to donate, you know, you can you can do that all there. And there's also links to all of my social media platforms. So I'm on Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube, and uh, Facebook. And and I'm really active on those. I post a lot of content because you know I I really do like to engage with people. I'm very easy to reach. So if you have questions, and you want to have a conversation. I'm very reachable, which, you know, when you talk about uh, somebody you're going to elect to a public office, that's something you really, really want. Um, you know, for most of these people, if you ever try to contact your your congressman or your senator, snowballs chance in hell um, that they're ever going to return your call unless, you know, you're, you're coming from like a multi-billion dollar lobby. Um, so it's, you know, that's that's one thing I really like to make sure I do is, is I communicate with everybody, even people I don't disagree with. I like to sit down and have conversations with because at the end of the day, I got to where I am because of the conversations I've had in the past. And I'm always open to the idea that what I know is wrong and somebody else might inform me of something and, and change my mind on how to see something. Um, you know, that's that's something else that we need in our political discussions, because if I'm if I'm running for a position to represent everybody, you know, you can't be so hard headed that this is this is the way it is. And this is what I believe in. And so elect me and I'll force that on everybody else. Um, but um, but yeah, so so uh, I know I like to go on a tangent. Um, so the website danforfreedom.com, um, you can you can learn all about me there and you can reach out and, and engage with me there. Well, Dan, send us some swag for the um, Lucky Leaf Expo. If you if you're in town or have friends that are in town, send them by the the Texas Hemp Reporter booth. That's May 14th and 15th uh, here this month in the Austin Convention Center. And uh, be sure to check out uh, DanForFreedom.com and NugOfKnowledge.com. Uh, Dan Berman, our guest this week on uh, Podcast 27. Thanks for being part of the show, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming being a part awesome we'll take another commercial break and we will continue on the other side thanks for calling in dan we'll see you shortly CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. 
Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, Back to the show with your host, Russell Doughton. Stick shifts and safety belts, bucket seats have all got to go when we're dry. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. Your host this week, Jesse Williams of the Texas Cannabis Collective. On the phone with me still is Russell Dowden, the real host. How you doing, Russell? <laughs> All right, man. This is yeah, but we need to make a promo that says, well, now back to the show with your host, Jesse Williams. <laughs> was, you guys are doing a good job without me over there. I was called Jimmy today and I wasn't upset. <laughs> Somebody actually called me Jimmy at the Capitol and I was like, I'll take that. I'll take Jimmy over <laughs> Jeffy or Jeffrey? Well, I know that you don't always like it. I sometimes call it, say Jeff for short. I know that probably irks you oh, a that, little bit. I don't mind that. Oh, you don't mind Jess? Okay. Because sometimes I call I, I shorten it. Jeff. Hey, Jeff, come help me with this. And uh, uh, I didn't know if that was okay. I never officially asked, but uh, I guess I'm not calling you uh, Jeffrey or, or 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 Johnny or Jim. <laughs> it's when it's when my name is spelled with an i i'm like <laughs> that's what you gave me that's what gave, you gave me hell about one time and you know what i did that on one of your articles yeah that's what you it's g-e-s-f-e not i and i put uh i had a former writer that wrote for me 
but but she was a girl, and she was a, that was I think that S S I E is feminine, right? Yes. Okay, so that's the distinction, and that's why you growled at me one time. And let me tell you, for the folks that have not ever met Jesse Williams, I am a big man myself in my own right. Uh, he dwarfs me. <laughs> you do not want to piss off Jesse Williams. He is a big teddy bear. We love him, and he is a great all-around guy. But if I were, I would not want to be on the bad side of that grizzly bear. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised. I went to Camp Mabry today. <laughs> to, to deal with ID issues, military ID issues. And the guy who was working the computer, the army guy, I noticed his hands were like really big. And I was like, you don't mind me asking, how tall are you? And he's like, why? I was like, because you got really big hands. I was like, imagine you're about as tall as me. And he instantly goes, I'm nowhere near as tall as you. <laughs> In fact, I wouldn't, he's like, I wouldn't want to fight you. Even with big hands, I don't want to fight with you. I was like, okay. Well, I mean, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot one, 260. I'm a little heavy. Uh, but Jesse, I mean, you, you, you're six five, bro. I mean, you, you're, you, guys like you used to dunk on me in basketball when I was playing in high school. So, uh, no, but uh, a great job you are, you are doing. I thought Coleman was going to be on the show this week, but he, he said he, he had something come up and. Uh, um, he's uh, working, so man. Next, he's a busy guy. Uh, uh, he's working hard for Cree Crawford over there at Ionization Labs right now, and and you know Cree's got a great article. Uh, Stacy Lovett, one of our writers at the Texas Hemp Reporter, did a very interesting article kind of profiling ionization lab in the new issue that comes out tomorrow uh, around Austin. You'll be able to pick up the, the this green version. This one's a very green money and hemp and marijuana kind of all-encompassing, a uh, very green issue that comes out as our May and June issue drops on the streets of Austin of the Texas Hip Reporter. But look for that uh, very cool, cool article um, about uh, ionization labs and the work that Cree Crawford and, and that team are doing over there. Um, and, uh, you know, they've got some cool podcast gear of their own. We've talked about going over there and shooting on that set that they have over there. I've been told that they – have you seen that set, Jesse? I have not. I have never seen it too, but Cree, Cree keeps telling me there's a cool set uh, that they have over there that's great for podcasting. And and, and I'm, I have a friend that has an office downtown that he does these podcasts for businesses. And I'm thinking, Jesse, it would be really cool if we went down to my buddy's studio, which is already set up for these. When we do the Sid Miller show, we've got, uh, for folks that don't know, the um, uh, June – uh, 23rd. 23rd, June 23rd, Sid Miller will be on from the Texas Department of Agriculture. And I thought it would be a really cool thing to uh, maybe film that show, Jesse. So I was thinking me, uh, you and, and, and Coleman might go down to my buddy's studio uh, who's set up for video and just uh, have Sid Miller meet us down there and, and do a video show. I thought that might be a, a very a cool way to introduce some of the video uh, that I think we're going to end up doing as this show progresses later this summer. Um, I want to get a little more video. Are you okay with doing some video, Jesse? Oh, I'm I'm perfectly fine with video. 
Despite I've got a face for radio, I'm fine with video too. <laughs> well, I have a face for radio as well, but but uh, I got some new teeth for that radio face that uh, might uh, might let me have the confidence to do a little more TV type stuff. I used to do some TV when I was younger, and uh, uh, but uh, I needed some dental work done, and so I'm I'm kind of nursing it with a cold beer right now. But uh, but yeah, we've got coming up in the coming weeks here. Is this was our first show in May of the Texas Hemp Show with uh, uh, Dan at Nug of Knowledge and um, uh, uh, today. So thank you again for Dan calling in. And then Jesse, I think we've got Oak Cliff Cultivators yes. next week, right? Next week is Oak Cliff Cultivators. Then I don't know. I want to make sure. H Empirical, Hemp Empirical on the 19th. Yeah, kind of like Miracle, but Hemp Empirical. Uh, those guys are cool. They're in San Antonio. They have a fabulous podcast of their own, by the way. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Who else is coming up? We have West Town Bank on the 26th. The Texas Hemp Coalition on June 2nd. Uh, you mentioned Kevin Booth during the show. That'll be June 9th, filmmaker mm-hmm. Kevin Booth. The 16th is Longhorn Wellness. You mentioned we're going to be doing Sid Miller on the 23rd. And June 30th, Bright Ideas Hydroponics. We have five shows in June. Wow. Okay. We're really cool. And, and guys, uh, Kevin Booth's an old friend. And like I said, I'm... I met Kevin through Alex Jones, and uh, Kevin is uh, a really great guy. You know what? Kevin called me um, like a couple of weeks ago, and you know he's out. He he lived in L.A. for many years, um, and so I don't know what's going on with everything with L.A. Jesse, but Joe Rogan left L.A., moved to Austin. Kevin uh, lived in Wimberley, and he's Kevin's from Texas, so it's okay if you come back to Texas from California. But uh, Kevin is growing his own hemp. Out in Fredericksburg. And so uh, mm-hmm. I, when, when I talked to Kevin and I was like, so you're back? He goes, yeah. So we're these days, uh, you got this hemp thing going. And I go, yeah. Um, and he said, yeah, well, man, I, I actually grew about two acres um, here on my, my property recently uh, of hemp. Uh, and I don't know for sure if it's hemp, but I hope it's hemp. Uh, for his sake, since we're talking about it, but uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't him, Kevin. Um, but uh, anyway, it'd be great to have him on and talk about what you know. He did those films, How Weed Won the West. I don't know if you've seen those. Uh, if our listeners haven't had a chance, but please check out on YouTube. These these films are pretty much free on YouTube, and that's How Weed Won the West. Very good documentary on the, the uh, marijuana legislation and decriminalization uh, from 2008 by Kevin Booth. And then, of course, the very famous uh, American Drug War film that he did in 06. So I look forward to talking with Kevin, uh, as I have not seen Kevin in some years, and, and be good to to maybe get him in studio with us and as well. But um, I'll let you take us out of here. Uh, Jesse, fabulous job. Uh, sorry, Coleman, you missed out this week, buddy. As well, reminder, magazine is coming out the next couple of days. If you're in the Austin area, all the Whole Foods and HEBs will have a copy on the shelves. And what is it, over 300 shops, Russell? CBD yes, shops in Austin? In- yep, that's right. We're just under 300. We're in all the smoke shops, all the CBD stores. Uh, you can pick us up at uh, many of the locations in retail right along Burnett Road and South Lamar. So pick up a copy, guys. You're really going to like this new issue. We put a lot into it. It's, a, it's got a new cover. The cover is very heavy stock on this one, Jesse. And it's got um, uh, more pages than I've ever published before. I think we're at 52 pages this issue. Wow. So 
Uh, it's a, it's really uh, exciting to see what this one is. I'm very excited about this new issue that comes out. Also, you can pick these up at the uh, Lucky Leaf Expo at the convention center. Come out to join us at the Lucky Leaf Expo on the 14th and 15th of May. And uh, if you bring a Texas Hemp Reporter magazine, you get $5 off. So if you're listening to the podcast from the local area, uh, bring that magazine in uh, and you can get $5 off your admission to the um, Lucky Leaf Expo. Awesome. That sounds like a deal. I want to thank Russell Dowden for joining us via phone this week. I'm your host for the week, Jesse Williams from the Texas Cannabis Collective. This is the Texas Hemp Show. Everybody have a great week and be safe out there. Better just run along and take a protest.